What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti. Hope you guys are doing well. If it's your first time here on the podcast, welcome. If it's not your first time, welcome back. Glad to have you listening. And today, um, we're going to pivot. Originally, what I had planned for the podcast was I was going to do a podcast episode talking about what you as a Dolphin fan should and should not be hoping for from training camp. Um, And so that was originally the plan for today's podcast. I had that scheduled like last week. However, um, in in light of recent events with Xavier Howard about rumors coming out about his trade market heating up, things I've been hearing, talking with people about, I wanted to dedicate a podcast episode reacting to some trade scenarios that I've seen regarding Xavier Howard. Now, if you have not listened to the podcast episode where I talk about Xavier Howard's whole situation, I give you my thoughts on it. Definitely go listen to that. The the long and short of it, right? If I'm just going to break it down, um, I believe that the Dolphins should pay Xavier Howard, right? There's no reason not to. You have the money. Pay him this year. Uh, give him more guaranteed money and then put his contract into next year. I, however do not agree with Xavier Howard at all. He complained that he felt slighted that they signed Byron Jones and that they drafted no egg monogamy. Um, Byron Jones is going to make more money than you because he signed a year after you. And you need to understand why that signing happened because you want to make the team better. And that was really what they did last year by signing Byron Jones. Put Byron Jones over there. Give him the double the double coverage always and let people throw to X more often so he can get more interceptions. And it worked. I understand also why they drafted Noah Igbenogany. Okay, let's not forget, yes, 2020 was amazing for Xavier Howard, but in 2018 and 2019, out of 20 games, he missed 15 of them. Not only that, he had a domestic violence issue. So I understand why they drafted Noah Igbenogany and why they signed Byron Jones. And that has caused me to feel like he does not deserve a new contract. Okay, because even though, yes, he had a phenomenal season last year, top three cornerback in the NFL, arguably the best, he doesn't deserve a new contract after two years of signing one. Just because now it doesn't hold up. With that being said, though, yes, I do want Xavier Howard on the team. If you want to hear more in-depth breakdown of the situation, go listen to the podcast episode I did uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. Um, Now, with that being said, the reason we're doing this podcast is because I said when I did the podcast episode talking about the situation, I did not feel like Xavier Howard was going to be on this team week one. I said, in my own personal thought, is... If they're going to do something, sign him or trade him, it's going to happen before July 27th. The reason I said that is because no coach, especially a coach like Brian Flores, wants to head into training camp with that distraction hanging over the team. So I went on the podcast and I said if it were if it were just you asking me what my thought is, what I'm leaning towards believing is going to happen, I said, by July 27th, X will no longer be on the team. He will be traded. 
And the reason I'm doing this podcast today is because I, based off what I've heard, based off of just how the situation has escalated, I am 99.9% positive Xavier Howard will not be on this team for the 2021 season. Now, as far as if it's going to happen before July 27th when training camp starts, I'm not sure. That was just me applying common sense. I would assume it would be before July 27th because why would you want... Like, at the end of the day, Xavier Howard would probably show up to training camp so he doesn't lose 50 grand a day. But he's going to be pissed off the whole time. So you might as well try to trade him before then. That way you don't have a disgruntled player out there on the field. Um, but I am like 99.9% positive X is no longer going to be on this team. Now, whether you agree with it or not, this is just a reality you have to come to terms with. I'm, I'm sorry. Again, I, I told you my thoughts on it. I don't want him to be traded. I understand where the Dolphins are coming from and also where he's coming from. And I don't think really he deserves a new contract. However, I really wish they would sign him because we can. Okay. Um, but the reality is, again, just get used to it. And and again, nothing is 100%, but I'm 99.9% positive X is going to be traded. So I wanted to spend today's podcast talking about um, two YouTubers and podcasters and, and, and writers that I have extreme respect for. One of them I had on the podcast a couple days ago, Reason, host of Inside the NFL. The other one, Professor Klump, uh, Jeremy, he... Ha- has inside information with the Eagles. He writes about the Dolphins. He has inside information with the Dolphins. Um, Two guys I have tremendous amount of respect for. Both of them have talked in length about what they feel fair compensation for Xavier Howard would be. So I wanted to come on the podcast today and I'm going to react to those trades that they are talking about. Because again, if there's two guys that are credible in knowing what fair compensation would be, knowing the market, it's those two. And I'm not saying that they know that these trades are the trades being offered. It's just I trust that this is the this is the um this is the asking price, right? These are all fair trades that teams would probably consider for Xavier Howard. The first trade scenario I want to talk about is one that Professor Klump, uh, Jeremy went on in, uh, inside the NFL with reason. And he said, I know for certain with my inside sources in Philadelphia, this is a trade that they have offered for Xavier Howard. So out of all these trades, this one is like as close as it can be to an actual trade that has been offered for X. And that is the Philadelphia Eagles have offered a conditional second round pick that they got from the Wentz trade and Derek Barnett in exchange for Xavier Howard. Um, now, I'm going to go through all of these. I'm not really going to talk too much about them. I'll talk a little bit about them, but I'm going to go through all of the trade scenarios that have been talked about, and I'll give you my top four and why I like them. Okay, Derek Barnett um, did not make my top four with trades. Did not make my top four trades. The reason why Derek Barnett is one of those players where... Um, my mom is a Dallas Cowboys fan, so I watch a lot of Cowboys-Eagles games. Or I used to. Like, when I lived with them, I watched a lot of Cowboys-Eagles games, and Cowboys and Eagles are always on TV, 
Derek Barnett's one of those players that I just like, I hate, right? Like when I watch him play, I can't stand him. Um, the Eagles in general, I, I feel like if you're not an Eagles fan, you hate the Eagles. Uh, I wouldn't really want Derek Barnett on the team. Um, player wise, he's a good player, right? He would fit perfectly with Brian Flores in this defense. However, that's just not a player that I want. Again, like if I, if he's a defensive end and I have Jalen Phillips and Emmanuel Ogba, I, I, I wouldn't want compensation for X to be another defensive end, right? If I'm going to do that, I'll just go out and sign Melvin Ingram for very cheap. So for me, I'm out. I don't really like the Derek Barnett trade, which is kind of concerning because apparently it's it's a trade that's being offered, you know, so it is a reality that this is this could be the trade, but I'm not a fan of this trade at all, to be honest with you. Um, not that Derek Barnett's not a good player, but again, I don't vibe with him as a player. I don't really like him. And yes, he's a fit. But again, if I'm trading my best player, I don't want Derek Barnett and a conditional first round pick. It's actually a set. It's a second round pick, but it could turn into a first depending on how well Carson Wentz does and how much he plays this upcoming season. Next trade is uh, Jordan Hicks. They talked about, uh, and again, these trades, it's not like these are the trades that are being offered. The only one that is like as close to being confirmed that that was a trade that was offered was the Derek Barnett. These trades are just like hypotheticals, and I'm going to react to them. Jordan Hicks, linebacker from the Arizona Cardinals. Jordan Hicks is 29 years old. Um, He is mainly a run-stuffing linebacker. Like, that is what he is best at. Um, For me, personally, I I don't want a linebacker for Xavier Howard. I don't. Like, to me, this is... Not I. I would rather do the the Derek Barnett trade than this because I don't want another linebacker. I feel I'm one of those people where I feel more confident in the linebacker unit than most. Now Jordan Hicks would definitely help out the run defense, which might be a concern to a lot of people when you talk about this defense. However, for me, again, we're talking about Xavier Howard here. If I'm going to trade you Xavier Howard, I don't want a first round pick and a 29 year old linebacker, right? That's just personally, I think there's other better trades on here, hypothetically, including the one that Clump broke and, and leaked and talked about Derek Barnett and a conditional second. I'd rather have that one than Jordan Hicks in a first. Next up, we have Tony Pollard. Um, another trade would be Tony Pollard. Uh, running back for the Cowboys, and a first-round pick. We're going to talk about Tony Pollard in just a second, but I really, really like Tony Pollard, uh, and this is a trade that a trade that definitely intrigues me. Uh, next up, we have Cesar Ruiz, Eric McCoy, or Cameron Jordan, one of the three from the Saints, and a second-round pick. Okay, um, the next trade that they talked about, Kareem Hunt and a second, Kareem Hunt being backup running back for the Cleveland Browns. And then Klump actually wrote an article, a very good article, and he talked about two franchise-altering trades that that could happen or, or that you know are realistic. One, you trade Xavier Howard to the Saints. You trade him a third and a fourth round pick for Alvin Kamara and a second. And then the other one he talked about would be trading X 
2022 first and second, and a 2023 first for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so let me narrow down what my what, which which trades I, I'm taking out of my top four. I, I I don't consider them trades that I would do, and I'll explain why. So we talked about Derek Barnett and Jordan Hicks. The other trade that I'm going to take out is the Aaron Rodgers trade. The reason for that is because I understand Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is a phenomenal quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers on this team would be phenomenal, right? I get that. And again, I'm one of those people where I want Tua. I do. I think that's the best way to succeed is to build around your young, cheap quarterback. However, I do understand the benefit that Aaron Rodgers would add to this team. However, I do not feel like our offensive line is good enough to help Aaron Rodgers out. Okay, if you put any quarterback behind an offensive line that is not that good, which we are not yet on the offensive line, I I, I question how much success they're going to have. Let's not forget Aaron Rodgers the last two years has had a top five offensive line. Most quarterbacks that succeed and do well have a top five or, or, or a very good offensive line. You'll never see a quarterback do well with a crap offensive line. And I highly doubt that, again, uh, 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 someone like an Aaron Rodgers or you name it, whoever it might be, could have success behind the current state of our offensive line that we have. So while, yes, Aaron Rodgers on this team would probably be the most altering, franchise altering trade we could make. I just don't believe like if Aaron Rodgers was on this team right now, how much success would he have bef- behind our offensive line? That's just a legitimate concern I have. Maybe not you have, but that's a legitimate concern I have. So for that reason, I'm not considering the Aaron Rodgers trade as one of my top four trades. So let's talk about my top four. Starting at four, and I'm going to talk about why I rated them, where I rated them, what I like, and what I don't like about them. My fourth best trade is Kareem Hunt and a second. Now, before I I explain why I have it at four and not higher, I do not want Xavier Howard to be traded to an AFC contender. Because if that's the case... Your trade would have to be light years beyond anything else you got from another team, right? If we were to trade Xavier Howard to an AFC contender, whether it's, again, whether it's the Browns, whether it's, you name it, whatever team it might be that is good. If you are trading it to an AFC contender, you're then making it 10 times harder for yourself to succeed and get to a championship, which is ultimately the goal here. So in order for the, the Dolphins to trade Xavier Howard to an AFC contender, I need this trade to not be Hunt in a second. It at least needs to be Hunt in a first, considering they don't even need Cream Hunt because they have the second best running back in the NFL, Nick Chubb. But it needs to at least be Hunt and a first. I would like, if you're going to make this trade, Cream Hunt, Greedy Williams, and a third. If I can get those two players and a third round pick, then I would consider making the trade because then you add a running back that would instantly be the starter like Kareem Hunt, who I love. I think he's a phenomenal running back. Greedy Williams, who would be 
a, easily a starter on your uh, in the quarter in the cornerback unit to replace Xavier Howard. Not saying he would be as good as Xavier Howard, but you could start him and feel confident in your cornerback unit. And then a third round pick because again, if you're if you're thinking about it from the Browns perspective or from the Dolphins, if I'm giving you Xavier Howard, you are getting a much better Greedy Williams. And then I want Hunt and a third because Greedy Williams and Xavier Howard isn't a fair swap. So I want more compensation because you're getting a cornerback, right? You're giving me one and I'm giving you one back. So if anything, you're benefiting more than I am. So I still want another player and a third round pick, not this first or second, a third round pick. For me, if that were the case, yeah, I would be on board with that package because again, I would feel confident in my cornerback unit. I would feel much better about my running back unit. And I get a third round pick. So fourth on my list of top packages out of all these hypotheticals, Kareem Hunt. Number three, and this is going to shock some people because um, I have a lot of running backs on this list. You're going to notice, wink, wink, hint, hint, most of the players I'm trading for are players that I thought we should have addressed in the draft and we didn't. Okay. Trade number three is the Alvin Kamara trade. Alvin Kamara and a second for X, a three and a four. The reason why I have this higher than the Cream Hunt trade. One, trading them to an AFC team. I do not want X in the AFC. Unless it's like a a, a blockbuster deal where it's this huge trade any moron would make it like the Laramie Tunsil trade. Yes, okay, trade him to the AFC. But if you can get X out of your conference, you it, it's a softer blow. And if you can get Alvin Kamara, who to me is the best dual threat running back in the NFL, is the third best running back in the NFL behind Henry and Chubb, if you can get him on your team and a second round pick, and all you have to give away is that third, fourth, and X, I'm on board with it. The reason, though, it's not higher is not because of how I feel about Alvin Kamara. I think, again, I think the world of him. I think the dude is a phenomenal player. He's a baller. Simple as that. The reason I don't have it higher is losing X is hard enough. I don't want to give up trade picks. Or or, uh, I don't want to trade picks away. Right? If I'm giving you X, I don't want to give you more than that. It sucks that we even have to give X away in the first place, but you're you're trading your best player and picks that could, I mean, based off how the Dolphins have drafted, who knows? Like, who knows what a third and fourth could turn into? Or you package it together to move up. Who knows? But like, I don't want to give you picks on top of my best player. So if this trade were like Alvin Kamara and a second for X and a third, or maybe just like, I don't even know, Alvin Kamara and a fourth for Xavier Howard, I'd feel a little bit better about it. Whatever the whatever the case is, I don't want to trade my best player and give up picks. Okay, if I'm getting someone on my team and I'm giving you my best player, I don't also want to, I don't want to lose that much. Losing X is enough. Okay, I don't need to give up a third and a fourth. So for me, even though Alvin Kamara is amazing and I have him, again, that based off of how I reacted with the trade, 
of like, I don't want to give up more than X, that should tell you how I feel about Alvin Kamara. The fact that given all of that, given I don't want to give X a third and fourth, I'd still view it as the top three out of these packages. Um, so yeah, Alvin Kamara trade, that would be my third favorite. Number two, this is the last running back we'll talk about. Tony Pollard on the first, okay? Some of you may be like, I, like shocked, baffled beyond belief right now that I put Tony Pollard above Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara. Let me tell you this, and I'm not saying this just because my mom's a Cowboys fan, because at the end of the day, I have no, I have no support. It's not like I'm like a Cowboys fan. I just watch a lot of their games. Tony Pollard is one of the best kept secrets at running back in the NFL. If it weren't for Ezekiel Elliott, he's a starting running back. It's as simple as that. He's had 187 carries in his career in two years, and he's had 890 yards. Now, if you're not amazing at math, no need to worry. I'm here, and I'm going to do the math for you. 890 yards over 187 carries is 4.8 yards per carry. The closest thing we have to that is Miles Gaskin at 4.1, okay? And if you don't know, like 0.7 yards per carry may not seem like a lot. It's not even a yard. But over the course of a season, again, if I'm doing 187 carries, that's going to be 130 more yards over the course of a season based off someone who's doing 4.8 versus 4.1 yards. Crazier thing on top of that, out of those 890 yards, 750 of those yards came after contact. That's 84% of his yards came after contact. Why is that important? Well, it's important because if your offensive line, which I've talked about many times on the podcast, the number one reason I don't want a running back is because if that dude cannot break tackles, I don't trust this offensive line enough to build holes that he can run through. If this dude is able to bob and weave in the pocket and get out in space and make people miss and break tackles, I feel a lot more confident about that. And Tony Pollard, again, he gets overshadowed because Zeke is on that team. If Zeke wasn't on that team, he'd be a starting running back. And honestly, I could argue that the way Zeke has been trending, which is on the downward direction and Tony Pollard's on the up, if it weren't for Zeke's contract, Tony Pollard's starting, right? It's just because Zeke is the big name in Dallas. He's the guy that everyone loves. But if you watch games, anytime Tony Pollard's on the field, it's electric. Anytime he's on the field. So if the Dolphins could add that, add a first round pick, which it's a Cowboys first round pick, and I don't think they're going to win their division. I think the Giants, even with Daniel Jones, the Giants and the Washington football team are both better teams than them. And both of those teams got significantly better. Washington and the Giants got significantly better this offseason. And Dallas finished third in the division last year before that. So like if you trade a first round pick with Dallas, if you don't make the playoffs, you're a top 18 pick based off of the seven team format. So if you don't make the playoffs, which I don't think the Cowboys will, that's a top 18 pick, right? And I think out of all these teams on this, on these top four, the Cowboys are going to be the worst. 
So not only am I getting a phenomenal running back who could be a starter, not only am I getting a first round pick, or excuse me, not only am I getting a trade to an NFC team, but I'm getting a first round pick where it's most likely going to be top half of the draft. Meaning you're still going to get a good player on top of that. So for that reason and that reason, those reasons alone, my second favorite trade and one that I would absolutely love would be Tony Pollard um, and a first for Xavier Howard. Now, here comes my number one. And I will say this, I will go as far to say this. If this trade were to happen, you would not hear a peep from me about losing Xavier Howard. I'll go as far to say that. If this happened, I'd be like, man, we lost Xavier Howard, but it's okay, move on. Similar to the Laramie Tunsil trade. Like when we traded Laramie Tunsil for two firsts and a, a, a two, I was like, okay, like you're not going to hear a complaint to me. Yeah, it sucks, but look at what we got. That would be my reaction with this trade with Xavier Howard. And that is trading either Cesar Ruiz or Eric McCoy and a second for Xavier Howard. Now, again, not both of those guys. Pick one of them and a second for Xavier Howard. The reason why I say that is this. One, yes, it's not a first round pick. It would be a second round pick. I get that. I would argue to you the Dolphins have done better in the second round than they have in the first. Okay, look at last year's draft. You want Robert Hunt and Raekwon Davis or Noah Igbenogany and Austin Jackson, right? Like, like, like they've done well in the second round. I love Javon Holland and, and Liam Meikenberg, what they did. This year's first round was probably better than second, but like they've done well historically in the second round. Xavier Howard was a second round pick. First year Chris Greer drafted, Xavier Howard second round. So yes, it's not a first round pick, but what's more important is the player you're getting. And I think what's happened is because Chris Greer has made so many trades, we as Dolphin fans constantly just want picks. Picks, 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 picks. And while picks are good, because again, you could get any position you want, picks are also dangerous because you don't know who you're getting. Eric McCoy is an absolute stud of a center. Okay, if the Dolphins added him to this offensive line, wow. Like, talk about just drastically improving your offensive line. And then Cesar Ruiz, who I think probably is the more likely of the two. Why do I think that? Because last year, the Dolphins were going to take Cesar Ruiz. They were about to take him. The Saints took him. So the Dolphins had a plan in place with the Packers. Hey, if our guy's not here, we'll trade back with you. You can take this pick and we'll move back. They were going to take Cesar Ruiz, not Noah Igbenogany. No, Cesar Ruiz got taken. They traded back with the Packers and then took Noah Igbenogany. But if they could trade Xavier Howard away and get Cesar Ruiz and a second, man, that's, I mean, talk about something that's just going to drastically improve your offensive line. And both of those guys, Eric McCoy is 23 years old. Cesar Ruiz is 22. Again, he just got drafted in the same draft as like, Noah and Austin Jackson. He got drafted last year. The reason I, um, here's the, I guess, advantage to both for both sides. 
I think personally the trade that would make most sense for both sides would be Cesar Ruiz. And here's the reason why. If you trade Eric McCoy as the Saint, if you're the Saints, you then have to move Cesar Ruiz to center because he would be your best center option since he knows how to play it. And then you would have to then fill in that guard spot. Because the reason you would do that is because if you put Cesar Ruiz at center, you're then not getting much of a drop-off. A little bit of a drop-off, but not much. Rather than putting the backup in at center and keeping Ruiz at guard. They would have to move him to center and then put a new guard in. Meaning they have two new guys at new positions. If you trade Cesar Ruiz though, you just have to put in the backup guard if you're the Saints. And then if you're the Dolphins, what are the two key spots on our offensive line that need help? Left guard and center. So if you trade for him, it's with the thought in mind, hey, we need help with Solomon Kinley's spot or Matt Skura's. For me, I would put in Matt, I I would switch in Cesar Ruiz at center. I would put him at center. Um, And that, that would be the fix for me. Eric McCoy would be the better player because you would just bring in Eric McCoy, put him at center, automatic, insane improvement on your offensive line. But it just makes more sense for both sides if they give a guy who is versatile and where if they trade him, they only have to fill one position rather than two. Um, So again, and and it makes sense because the Dolphins wanted Cesar Ruiz. They were about to take him and he got taken from them. So if they say, hey, straight up, just give us Ruiz and a second for Xavier Howard, I think they do it. Because again, you're still having Eric McCoy. Um, You still have him uh, on your offensive line. And all you have to give up was a second, which if the Saints plan on being good, it's, it's basically a third. For the Dolphins, though, the reason I have this at number one, again, NFC team, you're still getting a second. But we, if we can improve our offensive line out of this, that would be that would soften the blow the best out of all of these trade scenarios. Like Jordan Cameron was another guy that was on this trade. Technically, it was Ruiz, McCoy, or Cameron. Um, again, if we can get an offensive lineman to help protect our quarterback, man, I mean that's gonna then improve Tua. It's gonna help him play better. It's going to help the run game, which is then going to help the offense, putting less stress on the defense, which you just lost your best player on it. So, like, to me, I, again, would, would would everyone be, like, super stoked? Probably not, right? If the Dolphins said, hey, we got a second-year lineman, offensive lineman, or a third-year center in Eric McCoy, we got them and a second for a top-three cornerback in the NFL, arguably the best. A lot of people wouldn't be happy about it. You wouldn't hear a peep from me. Again, I would be ecstatic about this trade because I think both of them would be insane improvements on your offensive line. And I'm one of those people to where like, even though our defense isn't as good without X, if if my coach is a defensive-minded coach, he he's going to figure it out, right? I, I trust that he will get it figured out or and maybe that's naive of me to think but I trust that he'll get it figured out help me on offense because if we can protect our quarterback and he plays better 
you're not going to care about X, right? If two is protected, the running game's going now because of your improved offensive line, two is out there balling out, your X will be a thought of the past, okay? But again, like if you trade Xavier Howard for like a defensive end like Eric Barnett or a linebacker, it's like, yeah, I understand the thought process, but at the same time, what what are you doing to really help your team, right? Because while I understand why you would need an edge or you would need a run stuffing linebacker, that's not going to help you improve on 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 overall record as much as an offensive lineman will. Um, so for me, again, I would absolutely love Eric McCoy or Cesar Ruiz and a second for Xavier Howard. That would be my number one trade option. And if it happened, yes, I'd be upset we lost X, but you won't hear a peep from me complaining. You won't. Um, again, like we talk, I talked about this with reason. Whether it's Noah Igbenogany or Nick Needham starting, like I, honestly, worst case scenario, if, if Nick Needham needs to start, I saw him do a very, like a, a very good above average job at boundary corner in 2019. Like, our defense isn't going to suck if we lose X. That's the thing. Some people think, like, if we lose X, our defense sucks. No. If we lose X, we're not going to be a top 10 defense. Our defense isn't going to suck, though. Right? And I think an addition of Eric McCoy or Cesar Ruiz would boost our offensive line to a point where our offense could now be top half of the NFL. Because it'll open up the running game and the passing game. And then the defense, again... If you just have a top half of the NFL defense, which I think you would, even without Xavier Howard, I think the Dolphins would be in a pretty good situation. Um, and then who knows? Again, if you get like a Caesar Ruiz or an Eric McCoy with that trade, then next year's draft, you can just get, you know, whatever it may be, you can get that running back with the first round pick. You can get. Um, whatever position you may need, whether you might get a cornerback if you don't feel comf- confident with no Igbenogany. But like, if we can get an established offensive lineman out of this trade, that's best case scenario, in, in my opinion. So that's it for today's podcast. Again, guys, I, I'm like fairly, I'm like pretty much 100% confident that that this is going to happen that this is going to be a trade that happens whether it's before training camp whatever it may be it's going to happen um and so i wanted to break down some likely trade scenarios that i've heard people like reason and clump two guys i highly respect and you should too i heard them talk about as hypothetical trades and i wanted to react to them so hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the podcast Be sure to follow the podcast, whether it's on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening, be sure to follow uh, and give this episode a share. Share it with your friends, share it with other Dolphin fans. Curious to hear your guys' thoughts on it, but that's all I have for you guys. So I'll see you next time here on the Fin Sports Football Podcast. Take care, stay safe, fins up. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking.
fucking Super Bowl Cause we're the Miami Dolphins Miami 